Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker. The protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Monday. Wow, is there a lot to talk about. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, one hour from now. Thanksgiving week, time to be with families, waiting in long lines at airports, frustrated with everything, jammed on the freeways. But what a great weekend of football. Looking ahead to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, an amazing week of football. One of my favorite weeks of the year. J-Mac, even last night, it was a good day yesterday. There was a lot of stuff going on yesterday. Just a tremendous weekend. Life, sports, everything, Colin. I'm on cloud nine here on a Monday. And uh, wonderful having new breaking news during the show. We shall see. We shall see. Well, life moves fast, my friends. Three months ago. Pete Carroll's a genius. Thank God he moved off Russell Wilson. Geno Smith is the future. Three weeks later, Russell Wilson looks like Russell Wilson. Sean Payton course-corrected the Broncos. Seattle, a regressing mess. Geno's Geno. Go look this season at Russell Wilson and Geno Smith's numbers. I won't lay them all out for the radio audience, but Russell leads the NFL in TD-to-interception ratio, 19-4. to And Geno is banged up, 26 touchdown to interception ratio. And in the red zone, I don't even know what Seattle is offensively in the red zone. Geno's not great enough to make plays. And Russell Wilson, last few weeks, beat KC, beat Buffalo, beat Minnesota. They were red hot. He's back. Playmaking, no mistakes, no picks. Accurate. The play of the game last week. Remember that corner of the end zone last night? Corner of the end zone? I said last week, I think Russell Wilson is 80% back. 
I watched that last drive, I watched that fourth quarter, and I thought it was 90% back. It just never made sense that Russell Wilson was going to be from Seattle to Denver and completely washed. I understand, not as twitchy, little older, mid-30s, I get it, but completely washed? That never made sense. And it was hard to explain that Geno Smith, who was an abject bust in New York, was suddenly some Pro Bowl quarterback. Everything regresses to the mean. Sean Payton deserves credit, but so does Russ. So does Russ. He works hard. One of the things I love about him during games, no smiles, all business, looks ahead, totally focused, a lot of, not a lot of nonsense, not a lot of this, a lot of that. Russell is all in on winning football games. The Internet, and I said this last week, the Internet doesn't allow you to fix, th- fix things, you know, like in real life, over a month or two. And in the NFL, it's always been understood if you take over a shipwreck, you need until Thanksgiving. The Internet doesn't allow that. And they were humiliated against the Miami Dolphins, who can humiliate you, especially in the warm September-October weather of South Florida. But they were losing very close in other games, and they were making tiny strides. If you remember early, we're like, Russell's better. The defense still stinks. We're not quite sure. Week and week and week and week, another week, another week, and you let stuff bake. Like in real life, if you're remodeling a home or fixing a car or fixing a football team or redoing and cleaning up a business, Grown-ups all realize it's not easy. Yes, Brady and Stafford, they won Super Bowls in year one. Yeah, but that's because Brady went to a team that wasn't completely lost and had really good weapons and just needed a right tackle and a quarterback. And Stafford went to Sean McVay and a rich owner and Cooper Cup and Andrew Whitworth. Denver was an absolute mess because they rolled the dice thinking they were going to get Aaron Rodgers and they hired Nathaniel Hackett. And it was man overboard. They couldn't do anything right. The culture was a mess. The offense was a mess. They were getting plays in late both sides. They had to hire a clock manager because the coach couldn't figure out the clock. So if Sean Payton would have taken over this job last year, it's not like Vic Fangio was a dynamic offensive play caller, but it wasn't the mess that Sean Payton had to clean up. And we see it every Sunday. We see it every Monday. We'll see it tonight. We'll see it every Thursday. We saw it with Lamar. The best quarterbacks win in this league. Go look at all the quarterbacks that won. Josh Dobbs, great story. Cool kid, great story. Geno Smith, redemption, great story. They're not great quarterbacks, but Russell Wilson was a great quarterback in Seattle. And it looks like about 85% of Russ is back. He moves well, the laterals, the quick flips, smart decision-making. You get none of the turnovers. Very few quarterbacks in league history give you the upside without the downside. Russ is one of those. Mahomes was one of those. Aaron Rodgers in his prime was one of those. Russ doesn't make the big mistakes. So Sean Payton had to fix virtually everything with this franchise. The locker room, the culture, most notably Russell Wilson. And he did, and you're watching it, and it's not perfect, and they're not a great team. But life moves fast. It never made sense that Geno Smith was better than Russell Wilson. Where? He wasn't in high school. He wasn't in college. He wasn't in his first team in the NFL. And now suddenly Geno's good and Russell's terrible. It never made any sense. Russell just needed a legitimate coach to get him back in the fairway. But Russell deserves a lot of credit for this, too. It's not like Russell was great in Seattle because of the coaching. And I don't think he's great in Denver because of the coaching. But Pete 
knows what he's doing, and Russell Wilson has Sean Payton, who knows what he's doing, and this is a fair representation of what Denver is going forward with Russell Wilson. Capable of beating Mahomes. Capable of beating Josh Allen. Capable of beating a, a, a red-hot NFC team. Not saying they will, but they're capable of it. And they never, and Russ never had a shot with Nathaniel Hackett, who's now with the Jets. How's that going? Here's Sean Payton after. Four wins in a row. Yeah, I think we we got some momentum going. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to groove yet. The key is, like, this isn't the team. This isn't the this this isn't it. There's still like this team has still got to improve, and um, and that's how we got to coach, and that's how we got to practice, uh, and I think we'll do that. By the way, remember how bad this defense was week three? You watch how good it was last night, especially down the stretch playmaking. That is called coaching. So I want to talk about two teams that didn't play, had separate games. Green Bay beat the Chargers. Jordan Love looked pretty good. And the Steelers lost to Cleveland. Kenny Pickett looked bad. But the Steelers and the Packers were in a similar situation. Iconic franchises. Lots of trophies. Both had moved off legendary quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Big Ben retires. And both of them draft a first-round quarterback. Not a great prospect. Kenny Pickett, I was told, I've never been a fan, was more of a top-of-the-third-round prospect, but he was from Pittsburgh Steelers. They draft him. And Jordan Love was wild. People I talked to in the league saw him as a second-round pick, top-of-the-third, wild. Uh, Neither a great prospect. Both Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett can drive a coach crazy, miss wide-open receivers, and at times look lost. But Green Bay has an offensive coach and an offensive culture. They've always been great at drafting and developing tight ends, tackles, linemen, offensive culture. From Lombardi, Holmgren, say what you want about McCarthy, Matt LaFleur, a lot of really good development, offensive culture. And you can see Jordan Love growing. Slowly, it is Brandon Staley's defense that allowed him to have his best game. But you can see he's more aggressive, he's more confident, he's making nice throws, made a couple last week, made more yesterday. Offensive coach, offensive culture. Let's talk Pittsburgh, defensive coach, defensive culture. Kenny Pickett's getting worse. They both have excellent young receivers, both have decent, not great offensive lines. But Kenny Pickett is regressing. And by the way, Zach Wilson, regressing defensive coach, defensive culture. Mac Jones, regressing defensive coach, defensive culture. Justin Fields, Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, defensive coach, defensive culture. You see? Think about this year. Kevin O'Connell took Josh Dobbs without a practice, and he looked good. Brock Purdy, seventh rounder with Shanahan. Looks at times great. Tua with Mike McDaniel from bust to dynamic offense. Last year, McVay took Baker Mayfield with a practice. And you're like, damn, (laughs) that's that's pretty good with a practice. Jordan Love isn't great. But weeks one to five compared to weeks six to now, you can see growth. You can see clear improvement. You can see coaching. You can see what Green Bay has done through the years. They've also done it with wide receivers. They've also done it with offensive linemen. They've done it with tight ends. It's what Green Bay does. 
an offensive room, an offensive culture, so Jordan Love, who's not a great prospect but has talent, is starting to look at times a little bit of a gamer. Again, don't love him, but I see growth. And Kenny Pickett, it's getting worse. I've been on this sea change for years. I know you're tired of it. I don't love Zach Wilson or Mac Jones, but I think they'd be better with McVay and Shanahan. I think they'd be better with Mike McDaniels. Green Bay doesn't feel like a playoff team, and Jordan Love's never going to feel like Mahomes or Joe Burrow. Okay, But when you're a young quarterback and you get drafted, Drake May, Bo Nix, Mike Panix, Caleb Williams, I'm here to tell you, cross your fingers because it is a steeper hill to climb with a defensive coach. And Matt LaFleur wasn't happy early, was critical of Jordan Love, but Matt's seeing what all of us are seeing. Slowly but surely, he's figuring it out. The lights are going on. The game is slowing down a little. It's pretty cool. Here's the coach. Really proud of Jordan. To just the poise that he showed, the leadership he showed. He made some big-time plays. I thought we, we left, left a few opportunities out there where we should be coming away with points. Um, but I, I do think... Yeah, I think we can all see the improvement, and we got a great test in front of us. This is a really good defense we're about to play in Detroit, uh, but I am happy with the progress. For the record, Matt LaFleur was authentic. He was very upset early with Jordan Love, and Matt LaFleur went to the microphone and said it. I thought he coddled him in the preseason, coddled him early, but then was authentically upset with how Jordan was playing. Now he comes out and says, hey, I'm seeing some growth. Meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, the defensive coach, once again, somehow, can't be honest. And I love Tomlin. But at some point, it's Kenny Pickett, not everybody else. Is Kenny missing some confidence right now? No. What do you see with Kenny? It just doesn't seem to be clicking. You know, I think the Cleveland Browns had a lot to do with that. I'd, I'd be... I'd be you know, disingenuous, man, if I didn't compliment them on, on their players, their schematics, how they played today, or the venue component of it. From an offensive perspective, there's a lot of things that were challenging today. And Kenny Pickett's regressing and wasn't a great prospect. And everybody watching it, not Nate Mike Tomlin, <laughs> appears to see. Folks, I've said it before. When you're blaming the O-line, drop passes, and play calling, it's the quarterback. It's the quarterback. Well, the play calling. What, is C.J. Stroud's play calling brilliant? Or is C.J. Stroud just making the throws? The idea that Tom Brady just had 20 great years of play calling is absolute nonsense. You got to make throws. You got to make plays. You got to see the field. I don't think Justin Fields has a perfect situation, nor Kenny Pickett. But C.J. Stroud, Texans, Texans a year ago were the biggest mess in the league. C.J. Stroud sees the field, makes it happen, very accurate, makes good throws. Yesterday, made mistakes, didn't care, head forward, don't care, make throws, make plays. You can blame everybody you want. If you want to blame play calling, you go ahead. As if C.J. Stroud yesterday just got great play calling. I don't know, or he made great plays, even on a turbulent afternoon. All right, we got all sorts of stuff. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, 45 minutes from now. Uh, the Jets debacle... 
<laughs> I love this week. I, I, this week is so fun. Wait, what's with that sinister laugh about the Jets? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's it, it, it's first of all, New York sports has just been a mess for a couple of years, like yeah. like a long stretch. It's like, and I think a lot of it is reaching and trying to satisfy and swinging big and not really having a game plan. So I want to talk about that and the Jets. Oh where they're at, and why they're at it. And we'll talk about this going forward. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back. Um, so uh, the Jets uh, have the lowest third down conversion rate in the NFL in like 30 years. It's brutal. 
So um, you can only win defense. You can only win with defense so long in this league. So the Jets now are falling apart, and the Steelers' locker room's imploding because everybody's complaining. So early in the season, I heard this about the New York Jets. Look at our amazing defense. We can vie with the AFC contenders to the end of the year. And I said, factually, defensive players get hurt more than offensive players. You're not going to be healthy. Secondly, is defenses wear down, right? You're having to shed 330-pound offensive linemen. Defenses wear down. Ultimately, the best quarterbacks win in this league. Defense has limitations. Think about who won in the last week in the NFL. On Thursday... Lamar Jackson, maybe the MVP. Yesterday, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, Tua Dak, Russell Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, and C.J. Stroud, very good, narrowly beat out Kyler Murray, very good. That's the league, and increasingly more so than ever. The Jets were always fool's gold with Zach Wilson. They were always fool's gold. And the New York media and the New York fans bought into this team, and now they're outraged and want everybody fired. That's what happens in life when you have unrealistic expectations. And it doesn't go as your ridiculous hype contends it would. You want everybody fired. This is not a fire everybody situation. This is a very good general manager, Joe Douglas, whiffed on a first-round left tackle and a first-round quarterback, and this is what you're left with. You have to reach, go over, pay for an old quarterback, and then bring in his buddy, the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who's not great, and buy Alan Lazard, although no market for him really existed, and you bring over his buddies, and this is what you're left with. Okay? But if you miss on a first-round left tackle, and you miss on a first-round quarterback, and I like Joe Douglas, those are arguably the two positions in the first round you can't miss on. You can miss on a corner. You can miss on a receiver. You can miss on a running back. You can miss on a tight end. You can't miss on those two. It's really hard to overcome because the draft only gives you one great quarterback a year and maybe two great offensive tackles. Gives you a dozen wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. So this fire everybody situation is all based on unrealistic expectations. If you start a business, don't be surprised if it's got turbulence in the first two or three years. If you think it's going to be linear and trees grow to the sky, then you're going to want the CEO and the bosses fired, and that's unrealistic. The Jets were fool's gold. You cannot win in this league with a bad quarterback, a below-average OC, and a weak O-line. I don't care how good your defense is. It wears down. You can only ask them when a team can't pick up first downs and move the chains. You can only ask a defense to be on the field so many weeks in a row of 38 minutes. This wear down. They get tired of it. They're complaining in the Steelers' locker room. And they're complaining, and it's divided in the Jets' locker room. And now everybody wants everybody fired. I will say it again. I'd bring back Sala. I'd bring back the GM. This is a circus organization, a revolving door of GMs and coaches, and that sends a message throughout the league. Don't bring your family there. New York is expensive enough. New York, the media is tough enough. The last thing you need if you go to New York is an owner that is impulsive and fires people. You've already got to deal with New York taxes, New York weather, New York media, New York intensity, New York pressure, New York microscope. What you need, that's why everybody's always banging on the Yankees. They've had one bad season. But they, Brian Cashman's been there forever. They stay with Aaron Boone. You know, I mean, they've been doing this for years and years and years and stand with people, right? And, and, and what does it mean? 
It means the Mets are a circus. The Yankees aren't. The Yankees just had a bad year. But the Yankees aren't a circus. They may not win the championships, but this idea just blow everybody out. That's all based on unrealistic expectations. Find me the team, bad coach, below average coordinator, terrible O-line that wins in this league. You can win in September doing a lot of nonsense. The Wildcat offense years ago won a few games in September. It's not the NFL. Here's the coach after. Who's your quarterback moving forward? Uh, we're going to watch the tape and, just, and uh, we'll make a decision tomorrow. How would you assess that performance? Um, I don't think anyone did anything today. Uh, players, coaches, schemes. There wasn't, uh, it was obviously not good enough. By the way, I'm not into the beard. Better look. But again, take a deep breath. You start looking around who wins these divisions every year. There's a reason we, me, was able to predict most of these divisions. Find the best quarterback. If you have a confident coach, somebody that's competent, you're going to be a playoff team in this league. Overwhelmingly going to be a playoff team. Now, Joe Burrow should be, but he was hurt in September, and he's hurt again. He's done. So that's different. But by and large, if you got a Lamar, by and large, if, if you got a Josh Allen, if you've got a Trevor Lawrence, if you got a Jared Goff, if you got a Jalen Hurts, if you got a Dak, you know, you got a Mahomes, eh, pretty good chance you're going to make the playoffs. If you got Zach Wilson and he's not surrounded by much, come on, man. And it was, it was always fool's gold, and now everybody in New York wants to fire the bums. How about temper your expectations? Would You know, even with Aaron Rodgers, I didn't have this team getting to the playoffs. I did not have the Jets getting to the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. He gets hurt first game, and everybody in New York's got the Jets making it with Zach Wilson? What are we talking about here? He's arguably the least effective starting quarterback any of us have seen in a decade. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Let's start with a good quarterback, shall we? <laughs> Brock Purdy. How about that? Holy My guy, Brock Purdy. Finally. The internet banging on Cowherd. He, they they want you on the Brock Purdy train. He was tremendous. <laughs> well, yesterday. yes, he was he against was, Tampa. He was great. Oh, here we go against Tampa. Listen, Purdy, <laughs> three hundred thirty-three yards, three oh, touchdowns, look at that a throw. perfect passer rating. Just dropping dimes left and he, right. He came. does. He does make good. Yeah, that's why I say, don't tell me it's all system in the coach. He makes about three to four throws a game that you're like, oh, those are those are big oh, time kind throws. Of perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First 49ers quarterback since Joe Montana in '89. That includes Steve Young. Uh, that includes Colin Kaepernick. It includes a slew of really good quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, here's Purdy on matching Montana. Yeah, what an honor. But yeah, you know, man. At the same time, I feel like you know. Um, you know, there's still some plays and stuff that, you know, I wish I had back. So I'm not completely content with just that. But um, thought it was a great game with, you know, the guys around me, the the coaching and the, the play calling, all of it. So, um, so that's a testament to the team, really. So, mm -hmm. yeah, sure looks yeah. like a top 10 quarterback to me. Are you on that? You believe that? Do you believe that? I said on my podcast this morning, Colin, I believe he looks like an early career Tom Brady. And that's not hyperbole. Brady was a game manager for like the first five years. Okay. But okay Brady, Brock Br Purdy is game managing the, uh, the Niners but, out but, of this world. But Brady, Doesn't make mistakes. Okay. Purdy does not make mistakes. But he plays Brady, clean. Brady was drafted by a major league baseball team, was 6'5", went to Michigan. I mean, he's a sixth round pick. 50 million teams passed on him in the draft. Even when he took over for Bledsoe, it's like, oh, he'll hold it down. He'll keep the seat warm for Bledsoe. And he just didn't make mistakes. I, I'm telling you, man, just if you watch Purdy closely, I, confident, makes the throws, plays clean. And oh, by the way, uh, you know, 
he he has a, a pretty decent coach there in Kyle Shanahan, scheming guys open, got all the weapons. I'm just telling you, man, if you ask me who's my MVP, I don't see how Brock Purdy's not firmly in the discussion with how awesome he's playing this season. Well, in fairness, if they could hit field goals, he would have had a brief two-game losing streak, and that was it. I mean, that that's really, they, they had two great makeable field goals and missed them. So I, I did think the losing streak was overstated. We said they'll be fine, take a deep breath. I think he's good. You, you've moved him You've moved him into the Lamar Jackson territory. I don't think he's quite there yet, but he is a good player. Well, you love playoff wins, okay? Brock Purdy, you won two playoff games last year. How many does Lamar have in his career since you mentioned Lamar? I mean, we could do this all day. Brock Purdy has an avalanche of evidence backing how good of a quarterback he is. The right. full-year numbers are in. Right. And he was dealing yesterday. They got no, the no, cover no. for me. I I don't want you. You're painting me into I don't like Brock well. Purdy. I like him. He's good. But I think you have to contextualize what we're watching. A brilliant coach. Insane talent lost their safety though. That's a bummer. Looks like they could have. I hope it's not serious. Is it? I, I, I don't. I don't know. But it, it looked kind of bad. So the backup that, had a nice interception. No, he did. But that Kavango's a really good player. I see you were watching that closely. You have money on the Niners? No, I didn't. How have about money. that cover? I Unless love, you got it late. That I was... love. The, I love football and I love America. That's why I watch the game. <laughs> I just say again. I don't want this to be love, pretty or hate it. Can we just not do the internet here? I like Brock Purdy. I think he has so many great weapons. I mean, if you again, I like him more than Kenny Pickett. Absolutely, I like him more than Jordan Love. Absolutely, I'm not putting him top ten. Okay. So it, uh, again, the stigma because he was. The oh, Shanahan just confirmed Hafunga torn ACL. Oh, bummer. No. He's a great player. I just just confirmed here, according to the. That is devastating. Yeah, he's a he's a great. Listen, young and that secondary has it's, not been amazing. This well, Philly secondary is not great. Detroit secondary is not great. San Francisco second. So all three teams at the top. That's their. That's the weakness of all three teams. Great O line. Well, Niners don't have a great O line. Weapons galore. Offensive cultures. Very productive quarterbacks. Bad secondaries. Philly, Detroit, and the Niners. Yeah. Uh, bad's hard. Just, just that's the liability of those teams. That that is. Listen, that's devastating for the Niners, man. That's because it hurts a lot. He's really I mean, good. And the play he lost it on the kid White, the Tampa just guy, fooled him. He just he just kind of broke his ankles on a move. And oh my goodness, that that's a bummer. All right, let's move on. Damn it. Um, let's go to the Bills because you know I'll let you bag on the Jets for a few more minutes. Yeah. Uh, Joe Brady called the Bills' offensive plays for the first time this season after Ken Dorsey was fired. And, um, you know, the text here says the offense was much improved. I'm not willing to go there. I thought they were good. Josh Allen, three touchdowns. Buffalo scored well, the, the on six of eight possessions. fumbled on the opening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those games, and this happens in the NFL. We saw it with Jacksonville, San Francisco. You can watch an NFL game, and within five minutes, you're like, oh, the Jets just aren't going to compete today. Uh, you could see it um, last week. Jacksonville's not ready to play. And so I, I had said on Friday, I had a good week in the Blazing Five, three and one. I got Philly tonight in the points, but I had said, embarrassed. Bills were embarrassed. 12 men on the field, coughed it up, vomited on the field. It was and lost to the Jets earlier. I'm not a big revenge guy. No, but no. You cut, this was a bad spot for the Jets and a great spot yeah. for Buffalo. And they you, were in no mood to screw around. You know how it was. Uh, even I think the Jets internally knew because did you see what news leaked out Sunday morning ahead of the games? No. Just magically, the Jets are going to pursue Devontae Adams in the offseason. That was like a big storyline. So and, and Aaron Rodgers expected back Christmas weekend. Like. 
They were what trying. Were they, doing? they were trying to sell their fans optimism because yes. they knew they were going to get tagged by the Bills. Hundred percent. And and I know that you people are going to say, no, they didn't know that. The front office knows what's up. The offensive yes. line has started fourteen different players this season. They have like five different starting lines. Like they had no chance in this game. I'm not giving the Bills any credit. Their next three games, Colin. Let me see Joe Brady do it against the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys. Then I'll give the Bills some credit. Those are real games coming well, up Well, if next. Philly wins tonight, there tends to be a Chiefs hangover and a Niners hangover. Teams that play the Niners Fair. don't play well the next week. If the Eagles beat Kansas City tonight, I think they will. Short week. They play Buffalo. Extra day of rest. Keep your eye on Buffalo. That's, okay, that's These fair. are long seasons. We see teams start great and fade. Seattle. Okay. What is? What are the Seahawks now? Well, you see teams do this all the time where they they go off a cliff and they regress. Minnesota has been reborn. So it, it's. I think Buffalo's still got a puncher's chance. When we talk about injuries for the to the Niners, did you see Jackson and Johnson friendly fire on the Bills collided? Both went down. It looks like they're both in concussion protocol. Historically, that means they're probably out this week. So that's two starters in the secondary. Like, I don't know. I'm not willing to buy the Eagles yet. Final story. Last week, Jim Harbaugh accepted the Big Ten's three-game suspension for the alleged sign-stealing scheme. But according to Fox Sports' Bruce Feldman, are you ready for this? Harbaugh could still be subject to additional discipline, including all of the 2024 season or the bulk of it. Here's Bruce Feldman. Well, going forward, it's going to be interesting because he still has an NCAA investigation from recruiting violations from the COVID dead period that the NCAA is still after him about. Now you have this Connor Stallions signal stealing story that they're dealing with. It would not be surprising if Jim Harbaugh, if he is still the coach in Michigan, could be suspended for the bulk of the 2024 season, I'm told. So if he can constitute, like if he can run practice and he's part of the program, and he's not on the sidelines. So what? It's a two-team conference the last 10 years. Now, Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA come in, but UCLA is not in Michigan's class. USC's a bit of a tire fire. Uh, Washington graduates a lot of their offensive skill people, so the Huskies will pull back a little. Oregon will still be excellent, but lose Bo Nix. So if you look at the schedule for Michigan next year, I would take Harbaugh suspended for a year to the bank. I don't want vacated natty, vacated scholarships. That's what would scare me. But if Harbaugh's not in the sidelines, they're winning nine games anyway. I don't know. My guess is he'll be coaching the Washington Commanders. i, I got to be honest with you. I've thought a lot about this. Harbaugh has succeeded everywhere. There'll always be time to go to the NFL. He is incredibly dynamic. He's not an old guy. If I was Harbaugh, I've thought about this. And let's say you're suspended for a year. I'd stay at Michigan. And I'd say, it's my legacy. This is my school. I'm staying at Michigan. And I'm not going to... And I can leave in three years. But I'm going to stand through this thing. Michigan's recruiting is excellent. Their staff is excellent. They're very lucky here. USC doesn't come on fire. Well, yeah, the program's on fire. It's a mess. UCLA is good, not great. Uh, Washington loses a ton. This is their team. Oregon will be very good, but Bo Nix is a special player. Okay, you're and talking so about the football. What about the off-field stuff, like walking around in the facility and not knowing which coach allegedly ratted me out or is, is against me? And then knowing every team in the division is against me. Well, I could pick my team and quarterback in the NFL. Harbaugh has moved through all sorts of coordinators. He's never been afraid to get new guys in the building. He's not one of these Joe Paterno where I got the same guys for 100 years. Harbaugh's in and out of 
coordinators and assistants every day of the week. He's built a great program. I today, and I said before, is I think this whole thing's overstated, but if, if you find some connection, coach to Stallions, all right, slap him on the wrist, do whatever you got to do. Just don't vacate natties or scholarships. If it's Jim out, can't be in the stadium game day, I would take that today. Michigan is so well built. They're so well built. They're going to win 9 to 10. Regard Now, you probably won't go to Columbus and beat Ohio State. Probably not going to do that if Harbaugh's not on the sideline. And you're losing like you know, no, 20 no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. guys to the NFL. It's a little bit of a step back here anyway. But I thought about this. If I was Harbaugh, if, Mich- if you're a Michigan man and it really matters, you say, you know what? I'm sticking this out for the next two years. Even if you win the title. Absolutely. Wow. By the way, tell me all the great NFL jobs. There's one. Justin Herbert. Spanoses won't pay for Harbaugh. Well, they wait won't. A, wait a minute. What other great job is there? Washington, they don't have a quarterback. But you Chicago. get to pick your quarterback in well, the top again, 10. it's a rookie. You don't know. I mean, what if I you would... get control over the roster? What about the Chicago Bears with the number oh, one overall oh, pick? And, and Harbaugh right. loves Drake May or Caleb okay, Williams. Do I, do I get a, be in charge of personnel? You trust their front office? You trust their old ownership? If I'm Washington I and Chicago and I'm desperate as hell to be relevant and win games and get to the playoffs? Of let me, course let me I tell get you Harbaugh. You cannot win in the NFL without a star quarterback. And Chicago and Washington aren't going to have one. You cross it. You know, I think Caleb Williams is a great prospect. But don't trust the ownership. Don't trust the front office. You know what I trust? Staying at Michigan, dealing with some turbulence for the first time in my career, sticking it out for two years, seeing us through this mess. If you want to leave in three years, do it. Okay. D'Amico Ryans. People probably told him, well, you're not going to win in Houston. And and And, quarterback uh, is there. And now C.J. Stroud has them battling for first place like instantly. And let's be real. You and I both have said Drake May and Caleb Williams are better better prospects than C.J. Stroud was coming into the league. Not been great. Drake May is. Uh, there are a lot of people now that are moving off the Drake May, JJ McCarthy stuff. People, okay. People were off the CJ Stroud, and some people were off Bryce Young. And Bryce Young looks like a total disaster. Well, in let's Carolina. take Uh-oh. a deep breath. There's the, no way around it. He's been atrocious as a rookie. It's but not don't take CJ Stroud and say that's the rule. CJ Stroud is an outlaw. He's strangely great, and awesome. the kid deserves all the credit. Yeah. But again, let let's not say that's the the NFL. One time a year, college football gives the NFL, on average, over the last 20 years, one big-time quarterback a year. A nice franchise guy. One. Houston got theirs. Indy's guy is hurt. Carolina's guy is going through an ugly rebuild. So, like you could say, Caleb Williams is it. But what if Bo Nix drops to nine, goes to a better team, and Bo Nix gets the better coach? Right. Bo Nix has his numbers are unbelievable. Thirty-five makes, touchdowns, two picks. He makes. I've been. I've seen him twice live. He makes no mistakes. Seventy-eight percent completions. No, I mean again, what? a lot of it's schemed up by the coaching staff at Oregon, which is very good. But the kid makes no mistakes. And keep your eye on Penix. I watched that Saturday night rainstorm game. Pen- I don't care what anybody says. How was that? I did not watch. Penix that. is that was a that had upset written all over it. A mess. Just a. Did Washington cover? Washington won. It was a monsoon, and Penix made a big boy throw to seal it in a rainstorm up the sideline. I like Penix a lot. I really do. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The herd line. Washington news. keeps going on the road and beating ranked teams. And facing ranked teams, I'm going to tell you something. That was an impressive win that not many people saw in the rain in Corvallis. That had loss written all over it. And Penix made a handful of big-time throws. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. 
Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Thanksgiving Day on Fox, an NFL tradition continues as Jared Goff and the division-leading Lions look to tighten their hold on the NFC North against Jordan Love and the Packers. Uh, what's the line on that, baby? Pre-game coverage begins at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Thanksgiving Day. I'm not doing on- a blazing five this week, but give me the Lions line this morning. That is, that screams. Oh, Lions didn't play well, but won against the divisional foe that they're better than. Why don't you try to guess it? Detroit well, is I, at home. I would say it's minus four and a half Detroit. Way off. Minus seven and a half. No, Detroit's going to hammer Green Bay. So Green Bay won a game they could have easily lost, so they're overvalued. Detroit lay the lumber. Possibly. Revenge spot for the Packers. They got smacked around earlier this That's year. That's because Detroit's way better. <laughs> so the line's seven and a half. Seven and a half. So if it gets bet down to seven, it's a play. It's so a are you one. going to do a blaze in anything? Listen, I had a great week. Why mess around? <laughs> you, you and I both know Thanksgiving's the worst week to bet because teams are on short weeks, highly emotional, yeah. away from families. And I, you're spending time with your family, not locked into the lines and the injuries and all that stuff. It's the worst week. It's always been like, take it off, bet individual games. It's hard. I fear no line. Okay, good for you. <laughs> so, um, you know, the whole Russell Wilson thing, I think we sometimes forget. Uh, we all live in this in immediacy, right? Like whatever happens now is the only thing that's ever happened. So you look at Russell Wilson and you're like, I don't know. So let's go look at Russell Wilson's first 10 starts with Sean Payton and compare it to Tom Brady's first 10 starts with the Bucks and Bruce Arians and Matt Stafford's first 10 starts with the Rams and Sean McVay. Oh, what do you know? Russell Wilson's the most accurate of all of them and has the best touchdown-interception ratio of all of them. Middle of the pack compared to these two. Not quite Matthew Stafford's passer rating, but higher than Brady. And here's the thing. Russell Wilson plays in the tougher AFC. Stafford and Brady did it. Brady did it in a horrible division. So you forget the Bucks were 7-5 and five in a bad division in a weaker conference. Brady and Bruce Arians were not clicking through 10 weeks. And Brady's yelling at people, yelling at his offensive lineman. Stafford got blown out a couple of times. They were a mess. He had They had a three-game losing streak in the first ten games. You can remember some of those games. Stafford was reckless and undependable. But Brady and Stafford didn't inherit shipwrecks. Stafford went to a team with McVeigh. Andrew Whitworth left tackle, Cooper Cup. They'd been to the playoffs. And Brady went to a team, if you remember it, they were scoring all sorts of points. Jameis Winston just kept throwing pick sixes. They were 7-9. and nine. They needed another tackle. Tristan Wirth, they drafted him. But they were scoring points. They had weapons. There's a reason Tom Brady chose Tampa. Everybody in the league was like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, good interior line, excellent pass rushers, good young secondary. People liked Tampa's talent. They had to get... Right tackle short up, and then they needed Gronk and some maturity and a winning quarterback. But Tampa wasn't a mess. They were very talented and capable of scoring a lot of points. And the Rams were 10 and 6 with Goff. They were a playoff team. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton had to fix everything the culture, the locker room. Payton had to fix Russell Wilson. Russell had to fix Russell Wilson. 
So it's just a much steeper mountain to climb. And I think we forget it was bumpy for Brady. Even despite that bad division, old Drew Brees was his primary rival. Tom struggled with New Orleans his entire time in Tampa. He couldn't beat the Saints. Always struggled with the Saints. And you forget how ugly Stafford was. He was just reckless and out of control. That's with Sean McVay and good players capable of winning the Super Bowl. So it's like you just you're, it's just a steeper hill to climb. If I was a Denver Bronco fan today, I'm watching that game last night, J Mac. I'm watching it and I'm saying to myself, this is we all know quarterback matters in this league more than coaching. But boy, this is an example of coaching matters in the NFL. Sean, take out the Dolphin game. So Sean Payton comes in. They're 0-3. They're losing close. The Dolphins game's a disaster. Remember Brady had that Chicago loss. Remember Brady had the Chicago loss on Thursday night football, screaming at people. Disaster. Stafford, if I can recall, had a game against the Titans in SoFi. Disaster. They all had a disaster. But then they start losing close, and then winning close, and then winning comfortably, and... I don't know, when I watched the Broncos last night, all their players, Simmons, their left tackle, their running back we like, Judy, Cortland, Sutton. Say this for Denver. Sean Payton's got all their best players playing well. Mm. It's still not a great team. Colin, two for 12 on third down? No, they weren't Not playing. even 300 yards of offense? Well, the Vi- 13 first downs? Vikings were, Vikings were very hot. Vikings One, had won five straight. Yeah. One for five in the red zone? Colin right, Colin wrong next. Be optimistic, America. <laughs> Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.